Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of John, chapter 20. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Notice the Bible tells us on the first day of the week, that would be Sunday morning. Mary Magdalene went to the tomb. Now, again, putting the stories together, Matthew tells us it was Mary Magdalene and another Mary that came to see the tomb. Side note here, notice the Bible tells us it was the first day of the week early in the morning. This is Sunday. And ever since then, the church has been meeting on Sunday morning. There are some people who will tell you that Saturday is a, is a day that you ought to go to church and you ought to remember the Sabbath and practice the Sabbath and go to church on the Sabbath. Uh, well, well, actually, that means that defeats itself in itself because on the Sabbath, you're supposed to do nothing. Nothing means nothing in the Greek. Write that down. <laughs> nothing means nothing. So if you are supposed to go to church on the Sabbath, well, that means you got to get in your car and start your car and drive across town and go to church. And don't you know, even in Jewish custom, to even start your car is work. That's why that can't be right. Mary and the other Mary went to church on the first day of the week, which is Sunday. Acts chapter 20, verse 7, write it down. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 1 and 2, talk about the church meeting the first day of the week. So it's Sunday morning, and it's still dark, and Jerusalem shakes. And you know why Jerusalem shakes? Because you're going to read this in your own time. In Matthew chapter 27, it tells us when two angels came down to the earth, when those two angels landed on the earth, there was an earthquake. I think that's cool. They came down, had took a seat, and there was an earthquake just because they, they just, boom, the whole earth shook. And they just sat there glowing, these two angels. Now, the other Mary that came to the tomb, if you're taking notes, you write this down, was Mrs. Zebedee. Mrs. Zebedee. Salome is her name. She's the wife of Zebedee and the mother of, son, of the sons of thunder, James and John. Luke chapter 24, verse 1 tells us they came early and they brought spices. I love this. These Marys, now listen, I want y'all to listen to this. These Marys are willing to get up early for a dead Jesus. Did y'all hear me? These Marys are willing to get up early for a dead Jesus. Remember, they don't know the story. They don't know when they get there, they're going to meet two angels glowing. Luke chapter 24, the angel said, why are you looking for the living among the dead? They don't know that Jesus is risen. They haven't read chapter 20. Say amen. 
wasn't written yet. They don't know the end of the story. So these two Marys are willing to get up early for a dead Jesus. And by the way, all four Gospels tell us it was early. Now, question. If these two Marys were willing to get up early for a dead Jesus, are you willing to get up early for a living Jesus? Well, you know where I was going. Are you willing to get up early for a living Jesus? Well, some of y'all think, oh, well, you know, I'm just not not a morning person. I'm just, really? Well, you should become one. Can I tell you something? Something very special about early in the morning. Something very special about early. If nothing else, it's quiet. There's no text messages ringing through, no emails ringing through, nothing. There's, there's no, you, you, you know, if, if you get on Facebook at 2 in the morning, something wrong with you. You need meds if you get up. Yeah, I see people, they, and you look at the hour where they, and you go, you start counting backwards, you go, man, they posted that at 2 in the morning. They're sick people. There's nothing going on in the morning. I love in the morning because in the morning is quiet. And early in the morning is when God can speak to you the loudest. You know why? Because it's quiet. And God speaks in a still small voice. And for you to hear him, you got to sip it. Am I right about the saints? Hmm? Got to zip it. And you quiet, and you sit, and you read, and how many times have God said something that I either, personally now, I either heard it, like I know I heard it, or I heard it. Where am I saying that? Y'all, where, where you at? I heard it. He spoke, and I heard it. But it was early in the morning I love these verses. Try to keep up with me. Proverbs 8, 17. I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently will find me. Isaiah 26, 9. I have desired you in the night. I will seek you early. Psalm 63, 1. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. This is Mary in this gospel. She loved the Lord. And so she sought the Lord early. This is the same Mary Magdalene, listen, who was possessed by seven demons. We hear of this Mary, get this, 14 times in the Gospels. This same Mary, Mary Magdalene, 14 times in the Gospels. Eight times she's in the list of other women, and she's always mentioned first. The first time she's mentioned after Jesus' mother Mary, and then Salome, her sister, and then Mary Magdalene. Five times she's mentioned by herself. The first time that we meet Mary Magdalene, this Mary, we meet her in Luke chapter 8, verse 2 and 3. We're told that she had evil spirits and infirmities before she knew Jesus. Are y'all listening? In other words, she was demonically possessed. You know what that tells me? God will take anybody to come to him. Y'all got, y'all got extra because y'all came in third service. I ain't telling them that first or second. 
Y'all got extra. God take anybody to come. This woman was de demonically possessed when she came to Jesus. Demon spirits wreaked havoc with her life. Mark chapter 16 tells us that Mary Magdalene is the first to see Jesus post-resurrection. Now, Mary, listen, is from Magdala or Magdala. Some people, I think in Israel, they pronounce it Magdala, Magdala. We're actually going there, not next week, but the week after. And um, Magdala is a city around the Galilee. Now, there is a mountain right above the Galilee called Mount Arbel, A-R-B-E-L. I don't think with our church we've ever walked up that mountain, but we are this time. I'm going to tell the tour guide we need to do this. You walk up, now it's not like a really climb, like, you know, like mountain climb. Or like, what do you call that climbing? Rock climbing. It ain't like that, but, but, but it's, a, it's, 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 a, it's a climb. It's a, it's a hike. And uh, it's good for your legs. And uh, it's, it's, it's up there. But Mount Arbel, if you've been to Israel, you've, probably, you've seen Mount Arbel for sure. And it, if not, you've walked up. You can walk up. And it's just kind of a, a steady incline um, up a mountain. You get up to the top of, of Arbel, and you can see it is absolutely beautiful. Matter of fact, I thought about it. I pulled some pictures out. It is absolutely beautiful. You can see around the entire Galilee. The entire Sea of Galilee, you can see the whole Sea of Galilee standing on this point from, on Mount Arbel. And then down to the left, you'll see the city of Magdala, or Magdala, where Mary Magdalene is from. You'll see Capernaum, and you'll also see Gadara. Now, you remember Gadara or the land of the Gadarenes? Do you remember that in, in, Luke, in Matthew chapter 8? A demon man approaches Jesus. Actually, Jesus gets out of a boat, and a demon man approaches Jesus, and the Bible tells us he lived among the tombs. He lived in a cemetery, and nobody could help him, and he was totally alone, exposed to the powers of hell. And the Bible tells us this man roamed around the area night and day with no rest. You know, when I read that this time, I thought to myself, you know, that is something that's characteristic of demonic activity. Now, y'all know me. I am not all into all the demon stuff. And, you know, some people, they're really into it. You know, they just, they're too into it. Some Christians too into it. You ask them, how you doing? Oh, I'm fine, but the devil's all over me. <laughs> well, how's things going? Oh, I'm great, but oh, the devil, oh, the devil did this and the devil did that. And oh, the devil this and the devil. And I'm like, you know what? If you took the time to give God the praise that you give to the devil, God would be greatly exalted in your life. <laughs> oh, the devil this, the devil that, and the devil behind every bush. Like, calm down. You know, now I'm not one of those kind of people, but I do believe in demonic activity, absolutely. And, and, and I do believe that there are certain things that are very characteristic of demonic influence and demonic activity. And one of them is a lack of sleep. They don't let you rest, they don't let you sleep. This man had been roaming around the area, the Bible tells us, in Matthew chapter 8, night and day with no rest. He was tormented. He couldn't sleep. Here's another uh, characteristic, cutting yourself. You know why? 
because the Bible says you are made in the image of God. And isn't it just like the devil to want you to cut up God's image, to destroy God's image? Because you're made in the image of God. Very characteristic of the devil. Suicide. Do you know suicidal thoughts come from the enemy? I need, I'm talking to somebody here. Suicidal thoughts come from the enemy. They don't come from God. God's not telling you to kill yourself. He said, I came to give you life and that more abundantly. He didn't say, I came to want you to kill yourself. If you ever think about killing yourself, that is the enemy talking to you. And what you need to do is quote scripture. Sing a praise song. Be lifted up. Sing anything. Jesus, you are worthy. Sing anything. Just put the name of Jesus in whatever you say, and the demons will have to flee. Is that what the Bible says? Just put the name of Jesus right there. Trying to commit suicide. This man was tormented. He couldn't sleep. He's cutting himself. He's trying to commit suicide. When the demons saw Jesus, listen, they said, what have we to do with these, son of God? Did you get that? Demons have a very orthodox faith, don't they? The demons believe that Jesus is God. I don't know why some people don't. Demons do. Huh? Y'all need to pray for me. Demons do. They believe that Jesus is the son of God. Demons know exactly who Jesus is. And then Jesus, you know the story. He turned around. He said, what's your name? And the demon said, legion, for we are many. Now we know a Roman legion of soldiers is how many soldiers? 6,000. So it is possible that this man has 6,000 demons in him. And can you imagine this man in like, like testimony service? Y'all know, y'all know what testimony service is? Can you, y'all know, where my people at? Y'all know testimony service, okay. Can you imagine this man getting up to testify? Okay, in some churches they have what's called, for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, let me help you. Because I'm your pastor and I love you. In some churches they have what's called testimony service. Now we don't have that here at Calvary Chapel. Like where you sit right now, at a certain time in the program, you can just stand up and you can testify. Uh, we don't have that here at Calvary Chapel right now. If you want to testify, you have to do it after I'm done talking. <laughs> you have to do it out in the lobby or after I leave the pulpit. If you interrupt me, we'll have to have you removed. <laughs> okay. Although, in some churches, they have testimony service and there is a protocol. Am I right about it, people? There's a protocol. Okay, so it looks something like this. You, you go you're sitting in church and y'all singing whatever, 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 right? And then you stand up at the, at the time when you like feel like you feel in feeling the spirit, you feel in the spirit and you feel like you want to say something, you know? So you stand up and you, you, know, you fix your clothes, you know? You stand up, you fix your clothes and you say, and it's a protocol. You got this, what you have to say to start it off. Otherwise, your testimony is a test of lie. So <laughs> it's, not, it's not testify, it's a test of lie if you don't get with the protocol. I'm just trying to help you all understand now. If you don't want to understand, shut down. Okay, so you stand up and you, you stand up and you go through the protocol. You go, give an honor to God who is ahead of my life. Am I right about it, y'all? <laughs> Giving honor to God, who is the head of my life. First of all, I want to give honor to God. 
And I want to acknowledge the pastor and his first lady. You always got to say that, right? And, you know, my people. You know, my people call my wife the first lady. She tell you, I'm not the first lady. I'm the only lady. <laughs> if I would tell you quick, if I tell, don't that sound just like her? Now, don't that sound just like her? She, Shoot, if I tell you in a minute, they go, oh, they meet her. They meet her, they go, oh, well, you are the first lady. I didn't know who Pastor Roddy's wife was. You must be, you're the first lady. She go, oh, no, sweetie, I'm the only lady. There ain't no other. There won't be any other either. <laughs> no, we don't roll like that here at Calvary Chapel. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let the church say amen. Amen. And amen. So you stand up and first give an honor to God who's ahead of my life. First of all, I want to give honor. <laughs> I remember this one lady. She used to crack me up. I remember she used to, every single time she used to say it just like this. She'd go, first of all, I want to give honor to God who's ahead of my life. I want to thank honor the pastor and, and the first lady. I want to thank God that I am saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and that with fire. <laughs> She said all the time, she goes, say, sanctify, filled with the Holy Ghost, and that with fire. <laughs> and she, I'm going, woo, <laughs> all right. And then she go on and give a testimony. So can you imagine this man who has 6,000 demons giving his testimony? He would stand up and say, I first of all want to give honor to God, Jesus, who is right there, and um, who is the head of my life. He is right there. And uh, I was filled with 6,000 demons, and he set me free right there. <laughs> and everybody looking at him going, okay, 6,000 demons, okay. So the demons, they asked Jesus, y'all know the story, to allow them to go into the pigs. And Jesus said, okay, and he cast them into the pigs. Remember that? Should I do it? Should I do it? This is the first mention of deviled ham in the Bible. <laughs> Write that down. The demons. There's no more. I have no more. That's it. That's it. I have no more. The demons entered the pigs, and they ran over the cliff into the sea, and word got out about what happened to the demons and, and, and uh, what happened to the demon-possessed man. Well, listen, Mary Magdala lived in the area from our bell you would see uh on the left you would see uh magdala capernaum and gadara and if my guess is right that whole area was demonically influenced now again i don't believe there's a demon behind every bush although I do believe that there are certain areas that are more demonically influenced than others. And even in our country today, there are certain cities that have more demonic activity and more lawlessness and licentiousness and no shame and no regard for the things of God more than other. I do believe that there are kind of territorial demons and some people really get into it and they they take a team of people and mark off the territory and strategize and we're gonna go and run the demons out i don't think you need to do all that all you need to do is pray for that area god can hear me pray for california as he can and i'm in north carolina just like he can 
hear me if I'm in New York City praying for North Carolina. God is not limited by distance. Somebody say amen. He's not limited by distance. But I do believe that there are certain demons that are territorial, uh, if you will. Now listen, some scholars, let me move forward here. Some scholars get this woman mixed up with the immoral woman from Luke chapter 7. And I believe that that's a different woman and no biblical connection in chapter 7 because we have this immoral woman who came to Jesus, you know the story, with the alabaster cruise of ointment and washed his feet with her tears and wiped his feet with her hair. I believe this is a different woman because in the Gospels, watch this, you're going to love this. Do your homework and check it out. In the New Testament or in the Gospels, when you read of a harlot or you read of a prostitute, her name is never given. Never. Why? Because God's not into embarrassing people. God's not trying to embarrass you. There is a beautiful anonymity for everyone who comes to Jesus for forgiveness, no matter what your sin. Somebody clap your hands and say, thank God. No matter what your sin. God doesn't just throw you under the bus. And thank God for that. And so I don't believe that this Mary Magdalene is the same immoral woman in Luke chapter 7. I think very different. You got to feel for Mary, don't you? Imagine being possessed by demons. How many times she wanted to cry out for help and some other voices came out? She was obviously ostracized from family and friends and nieces and nephew. Her life was a living hell until Jesus came to town. And those demons were no match for Jesus. Somebody say amen. Maybe Jesus just said one word, be gone. We don't know what he said when he cast the demons out. He could have said, be gone. Scram. Skedaddle. Vamos. Jesus can speak other languages. We don't know. We don't know what he said, but he cast those demons out. And he gave that woman, Mary Magdalene, her life back. And she never forgot that. And because of that, that Mary loved him supremely. And she never left his side, even to the cross. Mary gets to the tomb and she noticed the stone had been rolled away and she ran and she came to Peter and the other disciples and the other disciple that Jesus loved. Now we know the other disciple that Jesus loved is who, saints? John. And we find this statement, the other disciple that Jesus loved, four times in John's gospel. Think John trying to tell us something, right? I am the disciple that Jesus, I want you all, of all of the 12, I am the one that he loved more than you guys. He's, he just keeps saying it over and over. So she comes to Peter and John and tells them that they have taken Jesus out of the tomb and they don't know where they have laid him. Now, we are not sure who they are. Maybe they are the Jews and she thinks that they have taken him for some further desecration of his body. Or they are the Romans have stolen their, his body because they thought he ought to be buried outside of the city in a dump with the other criminals. Or maybe they are grave robbers and they have taken him for some other purpose. She didn't know and we don't know who they are. Look at verse 3. Peter and John took off running, and the other disciple outran Peter. Now, I think that's hilarious. 
Keep in mind, okay, so it's funny because of this. John is 90 years old. Y'all ain't hearing me. John is 90 years old. He, he is an old guy. And he's writing this many, many, many years later. And John is remembering the good old days. And John is probably thinking, you know, I remember when we went to that tomb, I outran Peter. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> I mean, and I think it's just hilarious because here we are in this story, this beautiful story of it came in the morning, these women with spices, and they loved Jesus so much. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccary.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.